0: Hello, and welcome to I Have a Few Questions About Being a Grown-Up. I'm Annie
1: Middlemist. And I'm Patrice Ciccarelli. We are two coaches helping new adults who are trying to navigate their path.
0: We tackle your questions and offer solutions while building your emotional intelligence along the way. We're here to help,
1: let's get started. All right. Well, this is really
0: fun. This is our first live adult, young adult that we have. Claire, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Yes. My name is Claire Smith. I am 21 years old. I just graduated from Arizona State with a bachelor's in psychology. And yeah, I've known Annie pretty much my whole life. I just met Patrice, but I'm really excited.
1: We're so happy you're here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So why did you choose psychology to study?
2: Um, So I started with business because I thought it was broad and I went into college really unsure of what I wanted to do as a career and I soon realized that it wasn't really for me. And so through taking a psychology class freshman year, I like kind of it really sparked my interest, and I realized that, like, that's what I wanted to put my main focus on. Plus, I always kind of knew that, like, I wanted to work with kids, but I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a teacher, so it kind of was, like, a happy medium.
1: Yeah, that's great, and what was the either class or experience that you had that made you decide that business wasn't going to be what you wanted to do
2: pretty much every econ class that i took econ was really tough for me and that was like a core class for business and it just was i would try so hard and it was the class that i just could not shake i could not figure it out so it was just best decision yeah
1: yeah and when we talk to people or when I do coaching, a lot of what I talk about is how you need to have experiences to figure it out. Like when kids come out of high school, they're like, I don't know what I want to do. And that's totally fine. But once you take the class, you may think that business is it. But once you take the class, you could say, well,
2: nope, that's not it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you yeah. got to have the experiences in order to decide. So so yeah. it was econ that took you down. Huh?
2: econ, yeah, and I mean, the business math was tough too. i I think I'm more of a like my brain is better at writing and like stuff like that than math, and so it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit for me.
1: So what's your next step now that you are done with your bachelor's in psychology? What is your plan?
2: Yeah, so i I'm planning on getting my master's eventually but right now I feel really burnt out just from like school online for the past year has been really like tiring and so I'm going to take a year and it's actually what I'm going to talk to you guys about I'm not really sure what I want to do yet but yeah in a year I'll I'll get my master's
0: yeah and remember your plans as soon as you write them down and make them of course that's when the universe
1: intervenes so right so what were you what was on your mind before you got on the call with us today
2: um so my main question I I really just need advice I kind of my whole life I've like had this idea of like what I wanted to do when I graduate and then now I'm here and I'm like a little bit like lost and especially in like getting my master's I feel like I don't know what to do in this year so I just am curious like what you guys did after college if you have like any advice to me if like interning is the best or I don't know.
1: Yeah. So what it, your, your question is, what should I do with this time that I've given myself this extra year? Yes. Yeah. So Amy, you want to start? Sure. So
0: you said growing up, like you had a vision of what your life was going to look like or what you were going to do. If you could do anything, Money's no object. Just anything. How would you like to spend your day? What would you like to do for work?
2: I don't. I've always really wanted to work with kids. So I think that, like, if money wasn't an issue, like, I probably would, like, work with kids with trauma. Like, that's really like interesting to me. Yeah, I think that I would really like. There. I don't know. I don't know. Why I didn't think of this before, but. I, yeah, I think that I would just work with kids with trauma or like psychological issues. And
1: what does that look like when you, when you picture that in your head, what does that look like that you're working with them? What are you doing with them?
2: Um Yeah. So I've been um, to one center with, where like kids had like uh parent trauma growing up and it kind of was like they went to the center and it was a place for them to like unwind. And that was just like playing or like reading books or um, like just things that kind of would like distract them from things going on at home. And then there was like a different section where like they were put into therapy and like they were able, able to talk to someone. So I think that like both of those things are interesting to me. Like I I do like the therapy aspect, but I also like just, kind of, like, interacting with kids. So where do you think
1: you could do that around you? Are there places? I mean, you said there was a center that you went to before. Was that part of school that you did um, that?
2: Um, yeah, I think it was called You Mom. And I, that's a pretty, like, um, popular one. It's in downtown Phoenix. So I know that that is a place that I've looked into it. But it's kind of just, like, they need um, volunteers and like, since I'm graduating from college and not, like, financially dependent anymore, I think volunteering, like, I would love to volunteer, but I need something else, too.
1: Yeah. So, a couple of things popped into my head, as you were saying that, is there's got to be other places like that or other, I know where I live, there's a um, a youth, I forget what it's called, I follow them on on Instagram, but they are... A, a psychology center for teens who have experienced trauma or have some sort of need psychologically or therapy wise and this, t- this group provides it for them. So I wonder if there's groups out there that you can just call and just ask to talk to them and say, what do you guys do over there? And tell me about your practice and how you help people. Cause this, I just graduated and this is my passion. I would love to learn more about what you do and start with just an interview with them or asking them questions and then ask them a piece of advice, like, or ask for a piece of advice. Say if you were just starting out and were looking for opportunities in this field, what would you do or where would you go? So go to them and ask them what they would do. And then maybe they know of an opportunity, but don't, you know, go into it just trying to find information and learn that way.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Have you done that before?
2: Um, I haven't. Like, I've done my research on some places, but um, I haven't, like, called specifically. I know I, through Arizona, I'm also interested in working with kids on the spectrum and so I, I've been really considering being a behavioral technician through Arizona Autism. So I've been doing a lot of research on that. And I think that even that would like working there for a little bit would like get my foot in the door, just like with experience with kids and psychology in general. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, that's good advice to call in Yeah, and
1: so, it's a little bit less threatening when you're not you're not going out asking for a job. You're going out asking to learn about them. People love to talk about themselves. People love to share their stories, to say, I'd really love your experience in this field. I'd love to talk to you, learn more about what you've done and then ask for advice on how you could do it. And then you forge that bridge and then they want to help you, right? Right. What do you think is holding you back
0: from going to places? Like, are you you anxious about what's holding you back?
2: I think that the underlying problem is that like I'm just feel really unprepared to like be an adult like I I just yeah I'm anxious about it for sure like I've been in this little like college bubble for only well it's been three years but and I just feel comfortable like where I'm at like I'm comfortable being a nanny and going to school and this just feels very uncomfortable to me and so I think that that's why kind of avoiding it
1: do you remember when you first started college yes were you uncomfortable going to college the first time or was it
2: very yes so uncomfortable
1: what was uncomfortable do you remember what was uncomfortable about it at the time
2: um all the change I'm not I really don't like change that much and this was like a huge jump from not living with my parents, going to a new school, living with people I didn't know. And so that was really, really uncomfortable for me, but I did adjust quickly, so.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's kind of fun when you can look back when you've done something that was completely out of your comfort zone at the time and look back and say, remember how nervous I was or how anxious I was or that feeling in my stomach that I got when I first started that? And now that's your comfort zone. That has turned into your comfort zone. And so if you can pull that forward and imagine yourself that you will get comfortable being an adult, you will get to a place where you'll be able to look back and go, oh, it's so scary then. But it all starts with taking the first step and having the courage to take the action to do it, right? Right. And it might just be the first step of calling somebody and saying, hey, I'd just love to talk to you about this. And then once you realize they want to talk to you, then, you know, then it becomes easier the next time. And asking yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen if I do this thing, whatever it is, whether it's calling somebody or um, going out and asking for a job or reaching out to somebody on LinkedIn, what's the worst thing that could happen? Maybe they say, no, you could tell yourself it's devastating when somebody says no, but really it's like, they said, no, that's okay. Who's the next person, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's just being able to take that few minutes and just make the call, like just right. the 20 seconds of courage, right. To just make the call and yeah. just see what happens. Cause it's all about taking the action.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think also acknowledge that you're not stepping into being an adult, you've you've been an adult. You've lived in an apartment, you've balanced your time and money, you've got your groceries, you've organized your meals, you've gone out with friends, like you aced your classes, you graduated a year early. A lot of those are adult things. Adult things are planning your meals. Adult things are getting places on time. There's no
1: magic stuff that happens after this. It's just keeping yeah. all that stuff organized and just keep doing that stuff. <laughs> just thinking, yeah, I keep doing it. And when you've been it for a while, you're like, oh, that
0: was adulting? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, you you have all the skills. And the way I like to look at with what you're offering, because you are offering a gift to these companies, is that there's someone out there looking for someone like you. And mm-hmm. I look at it as, you answering what the universe is looking for. Like, oh, I wish we had like a young grad and a lot of experience with kids, but she's patient enough um, to be with them, has experience working with kids. They're talking about you somewhere in some office and the universe just needs to connect you to them. But you're a gift. You're a gift to them.
1: Thank to you. that point, Annie, one thing that you could do is take a blank piece of paper and write down specifically what's in your head what does that job look like to you Mm -hmm. what does the office look like what do you what time do you go work go to work how old are the kids how old are the kids what is it what are you doing with them you can just get really specific and write it as this is my job as like in the now like this is a job I go to every day this is what it looks like this is what my desk looks like I have flowers on the desk you know I I see three kids a day and I spend 2 hours with each of them and and we practice this 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 and this and so write it down as if it's your perfect day yeah and then just hold on to it and look at it every once in a while because if you write it down like that, it will, you can start to program your brain. Like that is what I'm doing. And then as Annie was saying, those kind of opportunities will start to show themselves to you.
2: Yeah. No, that's good advice. Especially I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to things. And so I like lists help me and I've never thought about that. That might make it feel a little bit more. Um, yes. Lifts are
0: comforting sometimes.
2: For sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah. When you're saying, what do I do for the next year or before I start my master's? Just look at this as time, because you may love a job and get your master's while you're working. It may not be a job for one year. It could be a job for five years and Mm -hmm. you get your master's part-time while you're working. Like nothing is set in stone. These are just ideas on how things will work and, you know, tell everyone, you know, that this is what you want. I think spreading the word. Every job I've gotten, I think, has been through someone else recommending me, getting me the interview, getting me the informational interview, the meeting, and then you get to prove yourself once you walk in the door. Right. So,
1: yeah, you've got this, Claire. I hope so. <laughs> it for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I, I can't remember if I've told this story before on the podcast. But when I first became an executive coach, I first got my certification and I, you know, had my practice clients and I got my first client. And as as soon as I was done coaching that first client, anytime anybody asked me what I did, I said, I'm an executive coach. Like, because that's what I really wanted to lean into. That's what I really wanted to do. And so I just owned it. I'm an executive coach. So what would you say you are?
2: Well, to start, I think the first stepping stone would be that I'm a behavioral technician.
1: There you go. I'm a behavioral technician. Yeah. And so when people ask you what you do, I'm a behavioral technician. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and the more you say I am, the more you will feel that. And the more people go, oh, what's a behavioral technician? And then you can explain it to them. And then they may know somebody who, oh, I know somebody who runs a behavioral center or you know yeah in fact I do know somebody like that if in California I don't know if that's out of your (laughs) out of your zone but you know what's interesting is I'd be happy to set you up with a conversation with her just as an informational interview to say hey you've been working in this field this I just got out I would love to talk to you about it yeah Uh, would you like that yeah because who knows she may have contacts and in Arizona. Yeah. Or you may want to work in California.
2: <laughs> I know. Seriously.
1: <laughs> Annie would be so jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah. Being open. And that's what I did after I graduated from college. I think I moved to California three days after I graduated and took a job for $10 an hour and shared a room, um, a two bedroom, one bath with four people. Cause it's all I could afford. And I've never had more fun. I've never had more fun. It was really great.
2: Yeah, I know. I really, I think that that's a big part of it too. Like what I kind of want to spend my time doing is like traveling and like figuring out where do I want to live? And I don't know. I think outside experiences would be good. Even if I got a job in Europe for a year or I don't know, I'm really open to anything. And like, I'm excited for a change. Like it makes me nervous, but I'm excited.
1: Yeah. The nervousness I think is only because you haven't experienced it yet. Right. But that shouldn't stop you from going and doing it. Like what's the what's the one thing if you had a year off, is it that you would go to Europe for a year? Like yeah. you know, could you go and be a nanny there or an au pair or you yeah. Know, what could you go do? Teach English somewhere?
2: I know. I know I've definitely thought about it. And um I know that I'm going to go there soon because that was my graduation gift for my parents. So I think that I, I'm going to do some research and I think it'd be really cool. Even if it was just like an internship there, just like have that experience and maybe I end up wanting to live there, who knows, but I just need, I think I'm, I need to try things out and I'm excited for that, for just new things.
1: Yeah. So what's the first thing you're going to do? after we get off the phone what are you gonna what action are you gonna take
2: um I think I'm gonna write a list and like map out what like my dream job would be because I don't need I'm not sure I even know what that is so maybe writing it out will help me
1: yeah definitely write some, write it down and then pin it up on your wall <laughs> yeah exactly and you can adjust it well like as you get experiences and realize nope I don't want my desk to be in a a cubby I need like four walls (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like that's important to me I'm gonna and you write down I have a office with four walls and a window
2: (laughs) yes right
1: right right or are
0: you the head of a playroom classroom where you have kids come in and do play therapy Mm -hmm. you guys have kids around you um yeah Yeah, just think about what you want and how you feel when you're there. And if you're not ready to go on a big trip, you don't have to use your gift this summer. Right. You can wait. And, you know, when something comes up or one of your friends graduates next year, then you'll be ready to go.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it
0: doesn't all have to happen right now. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Claire.
2: Thank you. And you'll go down as our
0: first live I want to say contestant, but
2: it's not contestant. Our first life consult, consult. I love that. Thank you so much for asking me and having me. Was this helpful to you? It definitely was.
1: Good.
2: I've, I've been, I've like felt really like unmotivated and just like stressed out. And so I think talking it out is good. It lit the fire. Hopefully I'll continue. I will continue.
1: Yes, I will. Write write your list down.
2: Exactly. Yes, I will.
0: If you have a few questions about being a grown-up or would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach us at I have a few questions podcast on Instagram. And I have a few questions podcast at Gmail. Reach us either way. We would love to hear from you and take your questions or maybe even
1: meet you in person. And if you enjoyed listening, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. It would mean the world to us.
0: We always love having subscribers and making new friends.